I, I am tired. So let's, uh, let's all pray. Uh, Father, Lord, we thank you uh, for uh, another morning that we're able to gather and um, uh, share your word. Uh, and uh, Lord, we're thankful that uh, the storm has passed us. And Lord, we just hope that the damage is minimal to uh, people's homes. Um, Lord, uh, ultimately, Lord, we want everybody to be safe. Uh, thank you again for this beautiful uh, Friday morning. The great thing about storms is that they pass, and then uh, uh, and then we have this uh, beautiful day to look at to, to look forward to. So, Lord, we thank you for Friday. We thank you for um, uh, this weekend, and help us to um, have a good time with our friends and family this weekend. Uh, thank you for this time. I see your name. We pray. Amen. All right. Um, I think before I read, uh, it's a good thing I uh, was on yesterday because I listened to Han. So let's get into the context of things. Um, yesterday, Han discussed how Jesus was in the country of the Gerasians uh, and encountered a man possessed by a legion of demons. Um, uh, he was on the other side of the Sea of Galilee. Um, and so uh, yeah, Jesus had healed and restored uh, this legion um uh, restored him and sent him to tell the countryside what uh what jesus did for him so but jesus is now back uh uh back uh to uh capernaum and um so i think this is where we start so mark 5 21 through 43 i'll read this uh quickly um when jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding around against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why all this commotion and wailing? This, the child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, 
which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. This is the word of the Lord. So when it comes uh, to the main events from Jesus' life and teachings, uh, the book of Mark is pretty cool because it's like a highlight reel, which shows like his greatest hits. And uh, Mark shows that Jesus is always on the move. And there's a sense in the written stories uh, that tells us that Jesus's time on earth was short and he had much to accomplish in these few years of ministry. So, I, but I think these events that happened, uh, the, the events that happened, they happened for a reason. And that these, um, that this story, which is basically a story within a story, explained to us some important lessons on faith. Um, all of us have always heard faith and, 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 and we probably struggle with our own faith at times, but uh, what is faith? And so I like uh, what Martin Luther uh, said, um, because I couldn't come up with a better definition. Faith is a living, bold trust in God's grace, so certain of God's favor that it would risk death a thousand times trusting in it. Such confidence and knowledge of God's grace makes you happy, joyful, and bold in your relationship to God and all creatures. Uh, The Holy Spirit makes this happen through faith. Because of faith, you freely, willingly, and joyfully do good to everyone, serve everyone, suffer all kinds of things, love and praise the God who has shown you such grace. Thus, it is is just as impossible to separate faith and works as it is to separate heat and light from fire. So reading this, I'm like, okay, it's easier said than done. It sounds, sounds great, but it's easier said than done. So let's get back to the story. So Jairus, he's a synagogue ruler. He's important and well-known and has a lot of influence. Uh, Up until this point, though, generally these church leaders, you know, haven't been happy with Jesus and kind of feel threatened by him. But, But you have Jesus who, I mean, you have Jairus who runs up to Jesus and falls to his feet. So right there, I you see uh, a little bit of proximity and posture. He's close to Jesus and he falls at his feet and he's desperate for, and he needs Jesus. His daughter is dying and he needs uh, help right now. His His only hope is Jesus. When we come to Jesus and when our posture to Jesus is earnest and humble, uh, Jesus will always respond, but not as always as we hope, which we're gonna see later in the story. So they're on their way to see Jairus' daughter, and then there's this. In probably the eyes of Jairus, an interruption, which is just the epitome of just bad timing. So there's this woman who approaches Jesus, and she's been bleeding for 12 years. So side note, I think I'm not looking at the Zoom. I'm usually looking at the Zoom, but we got 50% of the of the audience that's not going to know really what, what, what this woman is feeling, right? So... <laughs> I'm a guy, so I don't know what's going on, you know, down there. Uh, so I interviewed someone, right? My wife. And I'm, I'm like, what it would feel like? I go, hey, Jim, what, what, what would you feel? I mean, you were, if you were bleeding for 12 years. And she said, uh, yeah, that would suck. So, uh, but she made a good point, which I'll discuss later about going through it now versus going through it in the, in the days that this woman uh, went through it. They're totally different. But bottom line, she hasn't been comfortable for a long, long time. In the physical side of things, there's humiliation, the fact that she's been bleeding, 
uh, and that it's uncontrollable. Then there's the spiritual side of things. In Old Testament law, this means she's been unclean for 12 years, so she hasn't been in the temple worship for this time. She probably hasn't had a human touch in this time as well, because if you touch an unclean person, you now become, that person now becomes unclean. So no church life, no social life, no intimate life. She's poor as she spent all she had on, on, on the doctors to, to try to make her well. And in verse 26, it says, instead of getting better, she grew worse. So it's just fail after fail after fail. And then, so you have Jairus, well-to-do, important, but he's desperate and he needs Jesus. And now you have this bleeding woman, ostracized, she's a nobody, she's broke, and she needs Jesus. Both are in need of a healing touch. Um, these two different but overwhelming circumstances mustered faith. Uh, these two folks were desperate enough to seek Jesus and they let go of any pride or repercussions from, you know, trying to get towards Jesus. So the woman, she thinks that she can get close enough to Jesus, then she can be healed. She's willing to risk this taboo of making him, Jesus, unclean by touching, touching, him, to, <coughs> touching him to be healed. We all know what happens. Once she touches Jesus's cloak, her blood dries up and she's healed. But I'm sure a ton of others touched Jesus as well as he was walking around town. So why did his power only leave for her? So I think she understood really her personal need for Jesus and she was desperate for what Jesus could do for her. Her faith was the difference between um, seeing Jesus as a spectacle versus seeing him as a savior, seeing him as savior. So for 12 years, she suffered, she's been embarrassed, she's been humiliated. So when Jesus asks who touched her, she fesses up and came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. Oh, and, and by the way, her touch didn't make Jesus unclean. It was the exact opposite. Her touch on Jesus healed her and made her clean. But this is the, uh, we, I think we've heard this story many, many times, at least I have. And for the most part, everything is straightforward and makes sense. But this is the one thing when I was kind of researching uh, things on how to talk on, this is one thing that I've always glossed over. She, it says, told him the whole truth. And so from researching, you know, a lot of different folks think that she told him, she told him the whole story. So she probably, I mean, this is not just a, a minute. She probably told him all the struggles, all the shame she had went through, all the suffering she had. She told him the whole truth. I think Jesus having her confess all these things was another healing for her. I don't think this was to shame her, but to assure her. Jesus listens to her whole story. He calls her daughter and tells her it was her faith that healed her and that she can go now in peace. Again, so now looking in the eyes of Jairus, all this was happening while we know that Jairus' daughter is dying. And Jairus knew his daughter was dying and time was of the essence. I don't know about you, but if I was Jairus or actually any of the disciples for that matter, I'd be tapping on my watch or, or my sundial or, 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 whatever, or whatever, and I'll be going, tick, 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 Jesus. I'm sure there was a lot of frustration and, and anxiety going on there. And then in verse 35, we see uh, the peeps coming from Jairus' house and say that his daughter has died. Jesus' delay must have caused, the, caused Jairus' daughter's death. Even, the, even when we don't think Jesus is teaching, he's teaching. Since when does God have to work on our timeline? Sometimes we need to wait on the Lord 
And Jesus' response in verse 36 is, don't be afraid, just believe. All right, so here's Honest Mo speaking now. My first instinct would be to say, believe what, Jesus? That you delayed coming to heal my daughter by helping this social outcast, and then the delay killed my daughter? Um, but we all know what happens next. Um, he heals Jairus' daughter. Oh, before I say that, we don't know. We don't know what Jairus is thinking. We don't know what he said. Uh, uh, the author, Mark, doesn't, doesn't tell us. But he heals Jairus' daughter. Uh, death or illness, there's no difference for Jesus. So we have Jairus' 12-year-old daughter who died, and she's been given new life. And we have the bleeding woman who's been suffering for 12 years, and she's been given new life. So there's a couple of lessons in, uh, in faith here. Uh, the bleeding woman, she came in honesty, brutal honesty. Um, and Jairus, well, he stuck through the hardship. Uh, Jairus could have walked away after hearing his daughter died. He could have cursed out Jesus, but by, by God's grace, he did believe. Faith goes with Jesus, no matter how unbelievable it may seem at the moment. So I want to conclude uh, with this. The kind of faith that God looks for us is the faith he's directing towards himself. Every situation we go through, if in God's hands, becomes a building block of faith in him. God is faithful, uh, and he won't fail us, no matter what the circumstances may say. So, um, that's all I have for today. Let's praise God together. Oh, Mo, can you close us in prayer? Sorry. Oh, sorry, let's pray. Lord, thank you again for this time. Um, Lord, I pray, Lord, that um, every daily breath, no matter who is doing it, Lord, that we can be blessed by the words that we're reading, uh, that the, the stories that you want to share with us, for us to meditate on. Uh, thank you for just the ability and the freedom to be able to do this. Thank you for uh, everyone participating in it. Uh, thank you for just your love and grace to us every day, even though we don't deserve it. So in your name we pray. Amen.